Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kylan Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 365. Drew, that means that you can listen to Comics for Fun and Profit every single day for an entire year as of now. 365. So, Drew, we're going to talk about comics originally releasing February 22nd, 2017. But before we get into that, Drew, guess what? We have an iTunes review. Our second iTunes review of 2017. Special shout out. Yeah, special shout out to Mike Booch, who said, It's good to have people not judging me for wanting to slab my books. I've been collecting comics my entire life because I love the characters and stories. This last year, I began collecting for profit and reselling. Everywhere I went, people judged me, saying they don't believe in putting their books in cases, despite the fact that trade paperbacks and digital comics exist. This podcast is perfect as it encompasses everything i love and want to know about current titles what should i invest in and what should i pick up as a good read and everything in between they're consistent and easy to listen to keep up the great work mike booch we thank you so much for that review we thank you for your five stars um we agree i have some slab books man i love the way slab books look there are certain things that i just want to have encapsulated i want to know that they're perfect that somebody out there agrees that they are 9.8 and perfect and you know from a sales perspective, the market continues to move and move and move and move towards Slab Comics being your best secondary market option. I have a I have a Slab question actually. Okay. I I pull I picked up. Okay, so you know, New Mutants has like five or six keys in it, right? Mm-hmm. In the run, so you got your Cable New first, Mutants. your Deadpool first you've got the legion first and a cameo and it might be one or two others in there i don't know so i picked up new mutants number one like the f- the first issue and it looks really good Sh- is that something that i should get slabbed do you think eventually that'll be a key um i mean doesn't seem like there's any first appearances in it so i'd say no it's not necessarily key there was a big print run, if I remember correctly, on that kind of stuff. So that's not one I would necessarily I mean, consider a key or consider a capstone for my collection. It, it's it's sold, you know, for a hundred bucks with as a nine eight a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, it sells for it sold for twenty dollars raw, um, and I, I'm like wonder. I just don't. I don't. Th- I, I, first of all, I think there's a bumped corner, so I think I'm gonna go. I want to be down in the nine fours or nine sixes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I get dicked, so <laughs> I'm. I'm pro- I probably should hold out for a better copy if I even think about doing that. Mm-hmm. And as far as you know, spending your investment on encapsulation and grading, I think there's better areas to spend your money than that. Yeah, well, not in my not not much left in my collection. I've cherry picked most of it. And Find that seven to eternity and send it off if you really want an option. You think? Why not? What's it? What what are the slab seven to eternity is going for? Uh, I don't know, Mister Cover B. What are they going for? Then you say it cooled off. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're looking that. And we thank you for that review. We got a great email from uh, Julie at uh, VIP Comics. VIP is Villains in Pants. Um, she wanted us to tell Jason from Hawaii that I said thanks for helping me with my question about where to sell comics outside of eBay. 
Um, we gave him the Instagram for Aloha Comics. Um, that was really cool. And uh, she appreciated that. And we also have uh, another Instagrammer, and that's Cowabunga Comics. Uh, Cowabunga Comics, our buddies Eric and James, um, also are doing some things on Instagram with specials on comics and action figures and things. Uh, so you can check that out at uh, Instagram.com slash Cowabunga Comics, which I think is kind of cool. Um, is it Cowabunga Comics or Incredicow? It's Cowabunga Comics. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, pretty sure. Pretty sure I checked that and confirmed, and then now now I'm doubting myself. You've, you've made me doubt myself. I apologize. <laughs> uh, she goes on to say, I sold some digital codes on eBay. I put a description and listing consistent with suggestions in uh, the Bleeding Cool the Bleeding Cool article about um, digital code comic selling, um, um, and to keep items from getting canceled because I guess eBay's been cracking down. All was good, she says, until stupid eBay took down all her code listings and sent an email saying she violated their user agreement. Um, and was breaking copyright laws. So she called them up, asked the person on the phone to explain just exactly how she was violating copyright laws. They put her on hold and then proceeded to tell her that she's not actually violating any copyright laws, (laughs) but eBay just doesn't want to allow comic book digital code sales anymore. Then the the eBay person says, I hope you learned a valuable lesson. Really? Wow. And And she says, I hate eBay. How patronizing of eBay, my goodness. Uh, so she has a question. Is there anywhere else she could sell digital codes, put digital codes up for sale? She's tried posting it on her Twitter, uh, at Villains and Pants, if you want to follow her, uh, on her Reddit, um, offered to sell through PayPal. No one's responded. Um, any suggestions on that? Hmm. I have not looked to see if that's an option for Amazon or not. Yeah, I never thought about that. Um, yeah, um, I've stopped doing it. Uh, I, my the reason I stopped was because um, sometimes when I'd peel the damn sticker off, I there I'd, there'd be a, a letter distorted or a number off, or there'd be a chunk of it missing. And I, I, or I, or I'm going blind and can't read anymore. I don't know if that has something to do with it. And it just, it wouldn't work. And I'd end up having to refund money half the time. And it, it, it was such a hassle. Um, everyone, every time you get lucky and just like sell a big run and they'd all work, you know, you'd, then you'd have two or three that didn't, didn't go that way. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got no no advice for you on code selling outside of eBay, and looks like code selling at eBay is dead in the water. So, um, th- thanks for the heads up on that. Uh, she says, Drew, if you were a superhero, you would be called Super Sleepy. You <laughs> you used to only <laughs> yawn on comics for fun and profit, but now you do this in your comic book page podcast as well. Do I? Do I yawn that much? <laughs> am I that yawny? <laughs> I am up past my bedtime. 
on on a Friday night. But uh, yeah. you know, Kyle, if you were a superhero, you would be called the Amazing Auctioneer <laughs> because damn, you talk fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll take it. I just assumed it'd be Coffee McCofferton because that's all I've been doing lately. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, don't stop yawning and speed talking though. Those quirks make the show special. Uh, she lives in Florida, drives to CBCS regularly to drop nice. off and deliver comics. There are one million times; they are one million times better than CGC. That's a lot of times. And I think if you are looking for grading for a long-term investment, I would use their service. Um, this is the same advice we've received from James and Eric at Cowabunga, um, and a couple other folks as well. She says, CGC will be garbage down the road. Their grading is entirely arbitrary. They do not give graders notes on every book, contrary to what their membership entails. Um, and sh she says that they have a policy. We don't let our workers sell comics because we don't want a conflict of interest. Um, she says there isn't an inherent conflict of interest. If you give customers good grades, they submit more comics. <laughs> makes a lot of sense there you go um grading can be an objective process you could say you could say there's a color break along the spine of a comic post 1991 um that automatically cannot score above a 9-0 then you could say books after 91 up to two instances of two millimeters or less spine stress would cause a grade to go down 0.2 so the hypothetical comic described would be given an 8.8 Wow, that's a big job. Mm-hmm. That's a big drop. Um, we we should do a grading. We should get the the grading guide out once and just kind of go over some of the the all the different breaks and the different uh, uh, permutations of w what those are. That that'd be kind of that'd be kind of fun or super think, boring. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get a couple hundred bucks together and then. Uh, you know, uh, submit some books to our, our good friends at Cowabunga with some, some uh, pressing options on it and just see what half a dozen of my books do, knowing that some are imperfect and some are not imperfect. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of the next step in my uh, my sales equation for 2017 is a little bit more slab and flip. Yeah, I mean, some of the ones I want to slab are the ones that I got signed to me at C2E2 last year. Mm -hmm. And, that's, and then and I don't want to ever get rid of them. Yeah, and those are things where CBCS has an option for validation on it. Um, I have a bunch of things that I'll buy off Midtown that have a COA on it that's a, that'd be an easy validation for them, um, where they are in every way, shape, and form with not a, a supervised signature, the best option for encapsulation. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's. She talks a little bit about the um, the rise of evil digital comics um, by saying... Um, many people hate us for speculating on comics. Is that true? Do people hate us? Yeah. I mean, they, they blame us for the bubble bursting and the current, you know, the current variant, all the variant stuff that's going on right now and all yeah. the capped at 3,000 special, you know, Del Auto variants and stuff. It's 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 us that created yeah. that thing and that's true. are moving the, the current comics landscape towards possibly another bubble burst. I mean, it would be our fault. <laughs> I'll, yours. <laughs> um, yes, it's, it's, it's on me entirely. 
<laughs> with the, the comic industry was going along great, and then Kyle came along. <laughs> no, no, but in, in in general, you know, chasing those certain things that yeah. then validates Marvel's shenanigans, that validates the one in one thousand Venom, that validates the yeah. next yeah. lenticular, that validates the mm. next, you know, yeah. you know. One in twenty-five. If you buy the other five from J. Scott Campbell variant, we're suckers. That's what yeah. it is. Um, she says, uh, but if they still enjoy their physical books, they should be embracing us right now. Mm-hmm. I don't see any incentive for DC or Marvel to continue even printing comic comics outside the large community of comic book collectors. If people are discouraged from appreciating the financial investment of a comic book, then I think the print market will go the way of the CD, as it stands. Marvel and DC sh- could pay the people that make comics and solely put them online to read. I'm sure the printing and shipping the physical copies is a large operating expense. The online versions have one upfront cost and then are pretty much continuous profit streams. Very good point. Uh, they need us on that wall. I mean, we're dealing with this in every single form of medium. You know, video games come day and date digital as well yeah. as physical. Um, but the market in that respect is afraid to start pulling physical copies off your Walmarts and GameStops yep. because they need them to hold up the hardware market. Um, so there's been no movement as far as price ne- negating there. Um, you know, Blu-ray digital and, and 4K streaming are, are still continuing to be a thing, but there is still a market for 4K Blu-rays and, and physical media. There's still collector's editions. There's still steel case books. There's still all that things that you would think would be completely phased out by now. You know, in every single market, physical is trying to be phased out, but it, it's it's holding, and I'm, I'm yeah. very, very curious. I mean, the collecting aspect of comics is the only thing holding it. If it was simply just, you know, a consumption thing, yeah, the actual book would be dead. Yeah, that's a sad thing. Um, Kyle looks like there's another cat cosplay lover. She says she's putting one of her complete set of 10 Valiant Cat Play cat cosplay covers up for sale on ebay she triple dipped one to sell one for grading and one for raw she actually is getting her cosplay covers graded that's awesome yeah that is kind of neat um she asks if uh we listen to other comic book podcasts she listens to us comic book page which i also I'm on uh, comic conspiracy and altered egos comics. I have not heard of those last two. Kyle, I what do you listen do not, to? I do not. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but unfortunately, I do not listen to any other comic podcasts in the moment. I keep thinking about dipping into it, but I have not. Uh, I occasionally do support you on comic book page. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. Um, you you hear me enough? Um, yeah. <laughs> I I listen to. Uh, uh, I fanboy still. It's, it's still one of my favorites. Even though the guys are getting older and grumpier, um, it's still a pretty good show. There's a there's one called Comic Slobs, uh, which I find um, I found infuriating for a while. Uh, it was a lot of f bombs and belches, and then they then they they don't do that quite as much anymore. And uh, I I kind of find it uh, endearing. I mean I enjoy it now. And they have they have a lot of production value that they throw in their show. It's it's pretty good. Um, there's and a, I've uh, I've listened to a, a few episodes of uh, uh, 
Comic Brunch, Mike Myers podcast a mm-hmm. couple times. There was a few things I specifically jumped in for that I enjoy. And then I've listened to our, our friends Derek at the Two Guys with PhDs podcast a couple times as well. Yeah, that's the Comics Alternative. Um, that's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, uh, Derek uh, Royal does that one. And uh, that's pretty good. It's um, a lot of interviews and some um, uh, real back half of preview stuff. Uh, which I which I dig. I like that. Um, yeah, I like. I don't listen to Geek Brunch anymore. I listen to Mike's Weekly Read, which is kind of his audio diary of uh, what comics he's read and uh, the, how his he's wearing, um, working on his collection and picking up old books to fill out his run. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of the one um, that I'm, I'm enjoying from Mike Myers. It's it's really good. But yeah, he's he's got like ten podcasts, so you could pick any other. There's like DC Noise and um, a Valiant podcast, Gotham by Geeks. There's Geek Brunch. I know I'm missing a couple, but I but um, I, my favorite of his is is the Mike Myers Weekly Reads. It's really good. Um, what else? I like major spoilers sometimes. Uh, I listen to about the first. 15 minutes of it and uh sometimes I, I stay through to the comic reviews and sometimes i bail on them uh just depends on what what books they they've chosen and there's um there's one called the comic book podcast which kind of had a shake up in who their host was um i check on that one every once in a while um I listen to a ton of comic book podcasts that's uh the ones that i could think of off the top of my head and um but yeah, there there are there are tons of them out there, and um, we appreciate you listening to us. I need a longer commute. My eight minute commute doesn't give me the uh, <laughs> ability to no. take as much content in. I don't. No, think. yeah, forty five minutes allows me to do pretty much an episode each way, so that's, yeah. that that works out. Um, she says that um, we should change our name to C four dash F A P. And get, create a logo that is a robot. So yes, I, C4 FAP, which yeah, I think I, I was uncomfortable good. with putting the term FAP in our title because I originally <laughs> thought of that as far as truncating things, but <laughs> that's that, that might not work for me. <laughs> C4 FAP could be con- misconstrued uh, on the internets uh, quite easily. So I think I like it. I like the idea of. Uh, being like a robot, but I don't know if C4 FAP is the right way for us to go. Sounds like some sort of erota, uh, autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation involving explosives. Um, oh God, so I, I'm unaware. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did look at that moniker when we first did this. I was like, oh, what can we make? And eh, it's not going to work for an acronym. Uh, uh, she says, super long email, but you guys are awesome and podcast famous. So yeah. <laughs> what i keep telling my wife honey i'm podcast famous <laughs> so uh we really appreciate the nice email julie thank you and um uh good luck uh selling your cat cosplay covers mm-hmm. uh, i believe she you can find her on ebay at khaleesi 42 because i wanted to see those um those cat covers and see what you what you were going to sell them for okay i became so enamored with the cat cosplay covers that i now have a cat so, right now, crawling around my feet is Nova. It was the only comic book reference I could get into a name. Nice. Uh, speaking of Jason from Hawaii, uh, 
He said he picked up the Savage Dragon uh, God Country tribute cover mm-hmm. and the Walking Dead, I think it was Wildcats tribute cover Yep, at his um, local comic shop, uh, Dragon's Lair in Hawaii with, uh, and he said his the, the owner, Lucas Martin, uh, kept those for him and uh, made sure he got him at cover price. Didn't do any crazy markups or anything. So go. shout out to those guys. Um, we got another. Uh, we had just the opposite where uh, our sales not only did. Well, not we're not get done. We're not end. done. Oh, Michael, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michael got. Michael M got five. So he got the killer be killed. Walking I, Dead. He I got, got that one. I ended up with the killer be killed. That's the only one I got. He got the Savage Dragon God Country. He got the two Manifest Destiny, which I would like to chew my arm off for that one. Uh, we've got the Invincible. Well, what that one is an homage to? I can't remember. Um, and and the uh, so he got five of them. And how many did we get, Kyle? At RLCS? Oh, from RLCS zero. Zero. Didn't order them. Didn't order any. Cause he's garbage. <laughs> Jesus. Worst. I told him today, I was like, you know what? This would be a great place to open a comic shop because you are awful. I'm waiting to get banned. I hope I get banned soon. I don't ever want to go in anyway. You're going to catch more flies with honey than uh, vinegar there, Drew. Come on now. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, God, for DCBS. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Michael also says. Are you guys going to spec on the lenticular covers for the Flash and the Batman? They look really cool. I I definitely am. I think they look cool too. And I got me a couple coming. Kyle. Yep, absolutely. Nice. Uh, let's see. A few months ago, Michael went to a local LCS and had a that had a big CGC authorized dealer sticker on their door. So of course that would bring you in. Um, and he asked if they did pressing or submissions. Nope. They don't do any of that. Not just for their own books, not for any customer books. <laughs> Why'd you put oh, the decal on that? Why do you put yeah. the decal out there then? Just so you could say you, yeah. what does that mean? What, what would the yeah, big no sticker kidding. mean if you're not going to do anything with it? it? That just means you carry CGCs. That's dumb. Okay. Uh, he said he asked why they had no first appearance books on their back wall, and they said any of those books go directly into their eBay store and are not for walk-in customers. Ouch. Ouch. I struck up a conversation with another customer about comic book movies while browsing, and after a few minutes was told by the owner, I should buy something or get out. This is not a bar. Wow. I was shocked. I guess it reinforced my decision to take almost all my business to DCBS and to get my own membership to CGC. Weird to me that they would turn away business. I definitely give props to Cowabunga. Seems like an awesome store to offer pressing submissions, wall books, and great customer service. Yeah, it sounds like we are both we're living uh, parallel lives uh, here, Michael. We're both having tr- the same struggles with our LCSs. So, uh, yeah, we all wish Cowabunga was right next door. The uh, first time I'll ever say this, I wish I lived in Oconomowoc. Oconomowoc, yes. Um, 
Well, we, we, we are still planning a trip. We we're, we're going to C2E2, and we're, mm-hmm. there's a chance we could we can get up to Oconomowoc. I have to we have to figure out logistically and just when that would when we could squeeze that in, and and uh, we'd like to do it during business hours, so uh, we don't just come into town and say, hey. <laughs> wake them up <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're here um but yeah that so that might be cool i'd like to see it uh let's see um he says he tried to watch legion uh the first episode was a swing and a miss for him because those trailers look great i haven't seen it yet uh 30 minutes in i still have no idea what the story was about or who any of the characters were or why i should care if you watch legion legion i didn't pick, i didn't watch it yet nope um and I believe uh, last week or the week before, Wolf was asking about Riverdale. I think it was Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. It was. And I hadn't watched it at the time, but now I've seen the first two episodes. And I like it. I don't know if you like it, but it, it, I thought it, I thought it's been really, really good. And uh, I heard they went kind of murder mystery with it. Is that right? Super, yeah. It's like a murder mystery and a lot of beautiful people in it. I mean, hey. Veronica is smoking hot. I mean, off the charts. This Brazilian chick, I don't like. She's like 22 years old or something. Man, man, crazy hot. Um, But the rest of the cast is uh, really pretty too. Um, They're all there's some hot for teacher stuff going on between Archie and uh, his music teacher, and uh, it it, yeah, it's got some uh, got some adult themes happening. And it's got a murder mystery happening. Um, it's really cool. Really cool. Um, it's kind of barely Archie, but it, it's a good show so far. Two two episodes in. I like it. Very cool. Uh, he said, I'm sure you already know, but God Country number one heads back for a third printing. Book is yeah, red hot. Yeah, the second printing blew up. If, uh, if you could have found it, it, it went up real good. That second cover, uh, like I said, a different cover, the nice little red cover on it. Sold through, uh, was immediately, I think, double if not more cover that day on that Wednesday. So that was a good one. And then number two, selling all the way through as well. Yeah. <coughs> uh, book is red hot. Wish I would have ordered more than two copies. I walked right by one of those on the shelf. Oh, issue, yeah? Issue number two, yeah. Didn't even pick it up. Um, let's see. Wolf asks. Um, I mean, a good role, Drew, is... If number one sells through, always buy number two because number two is always the shortest run normally in, in books. I know. I don't know why. I ended up, I think I was trying to spend under 10 bucks, And so I had, I picked up Saga 42 because it was like the most amazing read. So I wanted another copy. Mm-hmm. Um, I might give that to somebody and say, here, this is like perfect storytelling. Here, read this. And... I got the Wild Storm, that Warren Ellis thing, because uh-huh. I was intrigued uh, by that launch, and I didn't know if I had any on order. I couldn't remember. And what was the other thing I picked up? Oh, I picked up a cup, uh, uh, another couple of uh, quarter uh, Walking Deads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I keep, kept doing that. I probably, probably should have thrown that God Country number two on there, and um, that's not, not a good move. Uh, Wolf Wolf talks about God Country as well, saying it's knocking out of the park right now. Second print going for double cover. As I tweet, 
Yeah, Hop on a lot board. of second printings going for eight, ten bucks uh, all day long on eBay. Yeah. Uh, he also says the kid Reggie in the epilogue of Super Sons number one may just be the first appearance of their first antagonist. Long term hold. Yeah, Super Sons for me was always a long term hold to see what the, the leash is on that product. Yeah. Um, so I think I've got three on them. And then, man, there are some amazing Super Sons individual store variants floating out there that were nowhere near me. I'm probably going to scavenge secondary markets for the next couple months to just to try to get those because I love some of them so much. Wow. Um, and most of that stuff's going to be long-term holds on the Super Sun stuff just because I feel like those will grow into something. I haven't read it yet. Good? I haven't read it yet either. Oh. <laughs> Oddly enough, how good it is is the least relevant. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to read it. I just want one. No, I, I am, but I, I'm still I'm still catching up on some stuff. Yeah, there was some there was some cryptic stuff in previews about uh, Superman and somebody dies, and then there's like a, a kind of a, a he's thinking back about Jonathan and his life, and I'm like, they kill off Jonathan. Like, first of all, they, they shouldn't be able to, yeah, because they got Super Sons going on. But they better not kill his kid. I'd be, I would be mad. That would, that would be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Brooks says, uh, ComicExposure.com has all fifteen image covers for forty three bucks. If you're interested, mm. it's less than cover. Uh, that's not bad. Well, no, that is cover because one of them's a quarter. Yeah, but I didn't get that one either. Um, that's not a bad deal. Uh, I should probably check that out. ComicExposure.com. There you go. And that is all our feedback, sir. Good stuff. We appreciate that very much. Um, you too can uh, go to our website, ComicsFunProfit.com, for all the ways to reach us, either by email, ComicsForFunAndProfit at gmail.com, or through our Facebook or our Twitter um, those are the best ways to get a hold of us and uh, we appreciate all the feedback we get and we love those iTunes reviews so we got another one of those that was great and we appreciate it That's what did you say that was 36? yep yep 38 actually 38 that's pretty awesome so we're on our way to 40 how, how about that that's pretty nice and they said it wouldn't happen yeah exactly um, we don't we still don't have an official 2016 uh, sales chart, but what we do have is January's top 10 uh, over at Comicron, so we do have some information there. Uh, number 10, Justice League number 12. Number 9 was Amazing Spider-Man number 23. Number 8, Monsters Unleashed number 1. Number seven, Justice League versus Suicide Squad, number three. Number six was All-Star Batman, number six. Number five was The Walking Dead, 162. Number four was Justice League Power Rangers, number one. Number three was Batman, 15. Number two was Batman, 14. 
And number one was U.S. Avengers number one with the 50 to 60 covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think? Uh, what do we think uh, that one sold? That one's going to be up there, but what I'm looking at is maybe three bucks under over 100,000. That's it. You think it's the two Batmans and that's it? Yeah. And U.S. Avengers? Yeah. Yeah, because Walking Dead's not going to do it. Mm-mm. That's not the quarter book, right? Correct. Right. Well, that might be the quarter book. 162 in January? No, it was It was in February, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in February. <coughs> We're getting these numbers later than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're way behind, um, you know. Yeah, because we know the print run on friggin' the, the quarter book. So, yeah, yeah, that's not the quarter book. So, that's that's down there. So, I guarantee that's under 100,000. Justice League Power Rangers under 100,000. Didn't All-Star Batman? Batman Didn't All-Star Batman sell over 100,000? Is it below? All-Star Batman. Hasn't it been? All-Star Batman number 5, 87,422 for the month of December. Okay. Uh, I stand corrected. Well, that one ain't going to be there then. I think you're right. It's going to be those top three. I don't see Justice League Power... Well, Justice League Power Rangers number one could be. $4 book? Nope. I think it could be. I'm gonna, okay. you, you go three, I'll go four. Okay, deal. I'll go top four over 100,000. Uh, and um, then we've got uh, some graphic novels. Uh, they're top ten. we got Batman Volume 1, I Am Gotham. So that's the first of the rebirth. Uh, Killer Be Killed Volume 1 from Image came in at number two. We've got the Flash Volume 1, the Superman Volume 1, uh, also Rebirth. Uh, those are at three and four. We're seeing. Then we see the first volume of Saga. Done back at number five. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! Wow, how many weeks and years has that thing been on there? That's awesome. Uh, number six is Justice League Volume One, and then we've got Paper Girls Volume One. So another Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, we've got Star Wars Han Solo at eight. The first and only Marvel uh, to crack the top. 10 in graphic novels. Um, uh, we got a Green Arrows Volume 1 and then Black Monday Murders, which I need to pick up because I never ended up finishing uh, that run. And I heard It's freaking it impressive great. for Black Monday Murders to be on that list, especially at the 19.99 price point because those were thicker books. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty impressive. There's a lot of stuff to be impressed here. I, I mean, I think it's cool that the 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 rose is not what's the bloom isn't off the rose is that the, the saying um, on on rebirth uh, all of the launch titles did really well you know I don't I don't see green lanterns here but it must have been right underneath or maybe it's out uh, next month mm-hmm. uh, but I think it came out at the same time but I think this is all the launch titles in the top ten besides that one um, I think killer be killed is impressive to be at number two. Um, but it is Brubaker, but um, I think it's super impressive that Saga Volume 1 is still selling <laughs> this much, this long. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Paper Girls still got some legs. That's cool. Good old Star Wars Han Solo. That'd be a nice, fun thing. And yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad. You yeah. didn't like the race? Nah, I wasn't a big fan. Really? I thought that yep. was really good. I liked it. One more thing that kind of jumped off the page to me is a uh, number of comics 
sold. Yes, that's the th- first thing it jumped off for me too. Uh, Marvel's really, really close to a hundred comics a month. They're at ninety-seven. That seems like a lot of comics, mm-hmm. and we wonder why we're always behind on our reading. Yeah, and the other thing that to me is Image is way down, and um, Nailbiter's ending, uh, Fable's ending. Fable uh, is gone. You mean, yeah, you, not Fable, but friggin' uh, blah 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 blah. Wisconsin dead, not really dead. Revival, revival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is ending. And, Chew uh, ended. Chew ended. Invincible's getting ready to end. So you look uh-huh. at these image staples that are they're pulling out, and they've only got forty four books. Yeah, but there's tons of new stuff in the pipeline. Does it have longevity? I don't know, but yeah, that's my question exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, because it, I would love. Yeah, I'd love to see Image putting out seventy five books a month. <laughs> that was the next thing I was gonna say. Is let's see if we can get Image up to those DC numbers. Yeah, yeah, I, I, ninety seven from Marvel. That is, they're gonna, they're will, they will ship a hundred books in a month. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's gonna happen. Um, I guess by and large, though, um, John Jackson Miller here at Comicron is saying that January twenty seventeen, um, probably strongly based on U.S. Avengers, is the biggest January in twenty years. Hmm. Which wasn't Star Wars in January a couple years ago? Ooh, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, it even beat out 2015 Star Wars month. And that's kind of cool. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll see. They're, U.S. Avengers just must have been huge. And what, did, what, did, what was your guess? I didn't wager one, man. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say a quarter of a million, um, but it has to be more than that. I'm thinking three thirty-three. That's very specific. Thirty-three thousand. Very yes. specific. Yeah. AKA a third of a million. Well, uh, Marvel won uh, both dollars and units. Uh, units they just walloped forty-two. Uh, percent of the units, almost forty-three percent. DC got a solid third at thirty-one and point three-three. Image under ten percent, but just barely. Um, IDW got three and a half. Dark Horse got three. Boom got two. Uh, Dynamite one and a half. Titan one. Uh, everybody else got the last of the five percent there, all bunched together. Uh, Titan getting one is cool though. That that's kind of nice. Probably based mostly on the Doctor Who and Power Rangers titles, right? Mm-hmm. Not my uh, Trigger Man and Peep Lands. They're probably not really blazing lays in the sales charts. Um, but so yeah, the big a big big month, um, which bodes well because oh, we know we've got February is going to have. Some big numbers from a quarter comic, but still the units are going to be up there. Um, so you know, you, we used to think January and February were terrible months for comics. So we, mm-hmm. this might buck the trend this year. Look forward to that. 
And I think that's all I had about the numbers, unless you had something else you wanted to ch- chat about. That is all I've got at the moment. So, Drew, if you'll head over to previewsworld.com with me, we're going to click on February 22nd, 2017. We're going to see the table view, just because it's a little bit easier to read. And, Drew, why don't you follow me to where we always love to start? Let's start in Dark Horse. Visitor How and Why He Stayed Number One by Mike Mignola, Chris Robinson, with art by Paul Grist. Um, uh, so this 19- is Hellboy? Uh, is this a Hellboy spinoff? I believe so. Okay. So not, probably nothing but here. No value mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm sure that's, yeah. But if you're a Mike Mignola fan, then there you go. I read the first Serenity, No Power, in the verse number one, and it didn't grab me the way Leaf on the Wind did. Um, so I may trade weight on this, but I'm not big on this one as much as I was on uh, Leaf in the Wind. Nice. Uh, we've got... We're done with Dark Horse, I assume. All right, since we're done with Dark Horse, let's head on down to DC. Although, Drew, if you'd like, you can pick me up this Legend of Zelda Art and Artifacts hardcover, please. Yeah. Yep, I'll, put, I'll get that for you. Action! He's lying. He's not getting me anything. (laughs) Action nine seventy four continues the mystery of the human Clark Kent, and that's who I'm wagering is going to get killed Hmm. in in the future. I think he's the one that's got to go because there's something there's something hinky about that guy, you know. Um, we got a a long-awaited Astro City. 100th issue celebration. I know it's Astro City number 41, but collectively it's been 100 issues. Uh, this is delayed a little bit so they could get the extra pages, I guess. Um, it introduces Astro City's most revered hero, the Astronaut. Learn his secrets, see him in action, and in the heat of the of World War II, see the stunning sacrifice that inspired a grateful populace to rename a city after its greatest hero. So it's like the origin of Astro City, uh, the actual city, which is really cool. And um, this book is great. It's been great for pretty much the entire run, minus the Dark Ages. Um, great stuff. I know it's five bucks, but it is an anniversary issue, and it is oversized. So don't whine about it. Get it. And there's a variant edition also. Um, I don't know if who's doing that cover. Is that also Alex Ross? Yeah. So it's just mm-hmm. a just a B cover, right? Yeah. Um so don't don't um forget about Astro City and its uh hundredth issue celebration. Hats off to Kurt Music. Uh there's our there's that Batgirl eight with the son of Penguin. Do you ever find out anything about Ethan po- Cobblepot? Apparently, this is the first we've heard of him, and uh, so that will be something worth at least snagging if you have the ability to. Well, the last one, right? Yeah, the, seven. The, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, seven. The first of that that arc. The the adult coloring book craze continues. This will, the thing I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you do you color, Kyle? Um, I do, but mostly at the behest of small children. Yeah, yeah, weird. You don't you don't like hunt out subject matter in which to color on your own, right? I have not as of late. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's it's probably an easy 
uh, cash in for the for the publisher since they already have the pencils <laughs> of the that art and uh, just take away the word balloons, right? And just thicken the lines a little bit, and you're gravy. You're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Justice League Power Rangers number one second printing appears to be a neat little uh, alternative cover. On that, on that, it does not look like the typical cover A or huh. any of the other. Um, it doesn't look like any of the other variants for that. Holy, that might be worth snagging up. Mokes, there's a clean room issue number sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this book was over. Uh, when's the last time you saw a clean room come out? Been a while. Yeah. Um, I for I completely forgot about that book. Um, it made it into some of our listeners' top ten, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I need to go back in time and kind of pick some of those up. So, what issue of Clean Room was that? That's sixteen. Uh, fifteen. Uh, let's see, fifteen from February. Fourteen February. And they've been coming out with some regularity. So we've just been glossing over them. Yep, you've just been glossing over. Okay. See, so we had October. And then we jumped to December. We missed November. And then there's been regularity since then. Now, I, as a Batman fan, have dropped, had dropped Detective. And so Detective 951 is League of Shadows Part 1. The next big detective arc exploding here as the League of Shadows goes from a mysterious rumor to deadly fact. What's their plan for Gotham City and how will their actions affect Batman and his team? I'm kind of thinking I should jump back on. Mm-hmm. That looks kind of cool, doesn't it? It does. It does actually sound very interesting. And it also has a variant, um, Raphael Albuquerque doing a really cool cover. Um, looks like it's got some Joker essence on it. Supergirl being super number two. Uh, Mariko uh, Tamiki on writing, and of course, Joel Jones doing the art. This book is beautiful it is a bi-monthly book at 5.99 each so if you're planning on picking up this book at your lcs um you're just in time to also pre-order it for the f- two months from now uh, for issue series this is issue number two uh, absolutely beautiful book first issue was really good i yeah, liked it, really it a lot i really liked mm-hmm. it a lot I, I mean i don't like the price but it it's it, it was really good it is an odd issue of Wonder Woman, so this is the one I'm reading. Um, you're reading both. I'm reading just mm-hmm. the the odds, and this is the second part of the truth and uh, about her craziness. All right, anything else in DC, brother? Uh, I thought there was something. There something in. Super- Scooby-Doo team-up that I was interested in. There is a Scooby-Doo team-up 23 here. Quick draw McGraw. I don't think that was it. It must be the next one coming up. There's something coming Uh, up. There is a Commandy Challenge number 2 of 12. Hey, man, did you read that first one? No. Um, You would really have liked it, I think. It is. It's kind of got an old-school feel to it, but it was really good surprisingly good it, it was a really cool premise um, it's like all these artists and writers are doing this this is the one that hands it off to the next yeah hands it off team. to the next girl the next person and 
The so cool the th- fact that one was good means absolutely nothing for number two. Right. And the cool thing was, at the end, artist one, who said, um, here's, here's the predicament I left Commandy in, and here's how I was going to plan to get him out. And then you saw how the actual person it got handed off to, they took their story and how they got him out of that that scrape. And for me, the person who took over, I thought did a better job than what the original predicament person that put him in that predicament would have used. It was better. And now each and every issue, the pers- the, the, the previous team is going to tell you how they were going to get him out of that scrape, um, bef- and and then at, after you had seen how the next crew gets him out of that scrape and puts him in a new one, so that's kind of fun. I like that. Now will that hold up for twelve issues? I don't know. First issue was <laughs> awesome. Though. Who can we'll, tell? We'll see what the second one is. Yeah. All right, Drew. If that's all for DC, let's head on down to IDW. No Angry Birds for me. No more Back to the Future. Darkness Visible number one. Mike Carey and Arvind Ethan Davis with Brendan Cahill on art from best-selling author and screenwriter Mike Carey from Unwritten, Lucifer, Girl with All the Gifts, and that guy from Dirk Gently comes an all-new original world of darkness and demons. When the demons come, humanity reluctantly learns to share the world with another sentient race. Eight, 80 years later, this uneasy coexistence has spawned an endless terror conflict. Detective Daniel Austin, charged with being the thin blue line between the two sides, is tested to the limit when a demon sets up house inside his soul. But to save his daughter, he'll pay any price, including genocide. Okay. What do you think? I don't do much IDW. Right. I'm always wanting to do IDW, so depending on my mood, I may give this a shot. Yeah. We've got some other opportunities. We've got Highlander American Dream. Uh, I remember Highlander very well. Good movie. Always um, makes me think of Queen and Who Wants to Live Forever. Yeah. Well, that's true. That was. That was. Um, this is written by Brian Ruckley uh, with art by Andrea Muti who's pretty darn good, and a cover by Francesca Francavia, who's even better. Uh, the cult classic franchise makes its triumphant return. In the 30 years since, Highlander has inspired a cult following in numerous spinoffs. Now the American Dream follows Scottish swordsman Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod of the Connor McLeod. <laughs> as he navigates through the American Civil War in 50s Manhattan towards the gathering in 1986. Reunite with familiar faces, such as Connor's secretary, Rachel, and meet new, new immortals, such as Asta Vasilek. But remember, there can be only one. Um, I don't care much for licensed properties, usually. Um, Star Wars being a big, big exception. Um, yeah, but for the most part, they, they don't usually work for me. Um for long term, but I mean, in this one, all you essentially have is you have swords and immortality. There's not a whole lot to, to you know, need as far as 
they're going to do characters the from the movie, and they're going to probably There's try two. They're probably pretty do, much everybody else died. Well, this is before though. Oh crap! You're right. And then we're going to probably do try to do their likenesses, and I don't know. Sometimes that's swing and a miss. But it's a pretty good team, so uh, that's kind of cool. We also have Starstruck Old Proljers, Never Die Number One. Um, Say that again. Old Proljers, Never Die. It's written by Elaine Lee with art by Michael William Kaluta. A glorious Starstruck miniseries of Lee and Kaluta's classic space opera. So this has happened before, and we just didn't know about it, or I didn't know about it. You may have. Then let's not even bother finish reading it. All right. It is Old. <laughs> Proljers never die instead of soldiers. Uh, isn't that clever? All right, Drew, that's all I've got in IDW. Let's see what Image has in store for us. That's three times what we usually have in IDW, by the way. That's very true, actually. Another beauty uh, with an A and a B cover. Uh, this is another new story arc. The last one was great. Uh, this one will be great. I can't wait. Uh, one of the best. And great creators. Holy cow, Black Road is back. Time for me to jump back in, Black Road. Yeah. Uh, I know we don't usually do uh, one-shots, but Belfry one-shot from Gabriel Hardman, uh, writer and artist. And it's a nice horror one-shot. He's doing Invisible Republic. And I uh, don't know what else he does, uh, but he's been around for a while. We got the curse words. Did you ever re- read curse words? Mm-mm. I got that one sitting there, but uh, I've not read it yet. But we do uh, also have a tribute cover. Yeah, tribute cover. Yeah, yep, and uh, I a don't... tribute to what? I'm not sure. I can't remember what that is. Uh, Man. I used to know my image too. We get tonight. Uh, did you do you read above? Here, I'll read above curse words on the text of the uh, tribute cover. Text, more text, and more text, more text, and even a bunch of curse words. Nice. So whatever the tribute to had a bunch of stuff up there, and they backfilled it. That's pretty rad. Uh, let's see, Descender. Uh, we're at issue uh, nineteen. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Still good. Um, sad what what happened a couple issues ago. Um, won't spoil it for you, but it's uh, it's going down a sad road. Few number two has a tribute cover, and it is a homage to East of West. Ah, fix number eight. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna reread this whole series just to catch back up for this. Because, uh, man, I really like number. I really like the fix. It continues to be just fun. That's the end of story arc two. Mm-hmm. So, so they're putting out four issue store of uh, trades. Yep. Okay. I mean, if I was a comic creator, that's how I'd do it. But I, I, I like it much better when you get the six issue trades. Uh, Loose Ends, number two, with a couple of covers. Mayday, I never ended up reading, I don't believe. 
Drew, we have a book that I uh, I believe I spec'd a few on, uh, Old Guard Number 1 by Greg Rucka. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good Eisen- one. Eisner Award-winning writer Greg Rucka from Lazarus, Black Magic and Wonder Woman, and critically acclaimed artist Leandro Fernandez from The Disciple, or from The Discipline, Deadpool, and Punisher Max. You hated The Team Discipline. To- Say what? You hated The Discipline, didn't you? Yeah, I did not like that one. But it, I don't know if it was uh, the art that you hated. Or the yeah, it story. Wasn't. It was not the art. It was the story. The The art wasn't bad. A little porny, but not bad. A little weird bestiality-ish, but not bad. They team together to introduce the Old Guard, the story of old soldiers who never die, and yet cannot seem to fade away. Trapped in an immortality without explanation. Andromach. Oh, oh, we're going to get into weird names. Uh, immortality. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's just stop. Uh, yeah. We got our 25 cent. Outcast. But like the one, what I like about Old Guard is there's one cover, and it's a no-brainer. Pick it up. Yeah. Uh, twenty-five cent Outcast. I think um, got a few of those coming. Not the tributes. Uh, we've got re- the final issue of Revival. Revival 47. Go miss this one. Um, I don't really like the way it's ending, but, you know, it's still been a fun read. And really pretty art. And, and 40, 47 issues is um, a rarity in all of comics nowadays. Uh, you don't see it at all in the big two. And... You know, it's, there's not too many books that make it this far. So hats off to uh, almost getting to 50, man. Yeah, no doubt. And as Jenny Frizen covers her, just amazing. And yep, Mike, I'm going to have to grab this, probably the tribute, and then take all these to C2E2 and see if I can get all three of them to sign the back end because uh, I have them on number one. So sign the first issue and the last. Oh, that'll be a nice bookend. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Did you talk about Outcast? I did. Okay. I wasn't listening. Well, I just said I got a few coming, but not the tribute. Ah, uh, yeah, because they're a quarter, so pick them up for 25 cents. Ah, uh, get it. Yeah, get a dollar's worth. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Okay, Sun Bakery number one. Uh, originally released on... Titan Comics? Don't remember. The sold-out indie hit returns through Image Comics and Bakery Comics Anthology features the following stories. Dream skills about a city where guns are obsolete in society and the societal cultural is swordplay. A space adventure is a quest to photograph the most beautiful galactic vistas and Batrider, a supernatural skateboarding comic. So, we've got several different storylines in there. Um based on a, uh, a different indie book, so this is not first appearances of anything. So your spec is lower, because if you really wanted to spec the indie comic, plus it's five friggin' dollars, so that's probably a skip for me. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, oh, S- Snot Girl's first trade is out, so very odd b- book, uh, but very well drawn and very well written. Um, if you skipped it, it's worth for ten bucks picking up and reading through that first trade. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I was super surprised to see Stray Bullets, uh, number 21 on here. 
because number 20 was so strange and really felt like it was wrapping up loose ends and putting kind of a punctuation mark on the tail. It didn't really answer everything, but I thought, oh, I guess that's how they're ending it. And I thought that was it. So, um, I guess that was just like a standalone ish issue that 20 was, and now we're going to get back to the story. Um, either way, um, hey, it's back. Stray Bullets 21. Good stuff. And, mm. a, and a nice surprise. Man, lots of good stuff in Image this week. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Drew, if that's all in Image, let's head on down to Marvel. Another clone conspiracy tie-in with Amazing 24, uh, which I think that's just about it, right? Clone conspiracy is so. over, isn't it? Maybe last week it was over. Electra number one by Matt Owens and Juan Cabal with cover by Elizabeth Torque. Um, the only thing cool about this is there's a uh, J. Scott Campbell variant that's amazing that you have to order from his site, but man, it's good looking. Yeah. Hulk 3, from what I hear, this has been really good. Um, uh, it was a skip for me, but I think I threw it back on my list as something I need to catch up on and read because I've heard nothing but good about Hulk, this interpretation of Hulk. Spider-Man Deadpool 14. Hey, Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis, so it's worth reading. Ooh, we got a bunch of Bamfs and we got Nightcrawler on it, so this should be kind of fun. How did Spider-Man and Deadpool get to Weird World? The pair find themselves fighting all kinds of scary and strange foes. But while they're away, what has Itsy Bitsy been doing? I don't do. We don't do a very good job with Marvel. Uh, I got about half a dozen. I'm reading. Yeah. We just don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think we ever kind of crack the code on what's going to be the the hot one. Of course, there really hasn't been one for a while. There, I was going to say, you know, I cracked the code on Spider-Man Deadpool. That one was huge. Um, you know, we saw, you know, Mosaic was a little flash in the pan. We talked about length about uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur maybe being something. But all that, you get just a few good reads, but as far as specs concerned, uh, the Marvel market is in... Uh, the one in twenty five, one in fifty variants, the store specific one number, you know, one per store variants, and, and those are, at the moment, in my mind, uh, they miss more than hit, and they're not worth specking in sometimes. Right. We need the Riri Williams first appearance and the uh, Spider Gwen first appearance and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, which we, you know, we we've got the Silk first appearances and the Spider Gwen first appearances and all that stuff. So. We just the, need more the, of them. Yeah, the we've got the uh, Gwenpool first appearances and all that. So we've done some of our homework there, but they're just not giant dividends yet. All right, Drew, that's all I have in Marvel. Let's head on down to our smaller publishers. Let's look at our... Uh, Dynamic Forces, let's look at our Boom Studios. Let's look and see if we have any Aftershocks, any Oni Press. Well, we uh, have Heathen number one, 
Uh, this is from Vault Comics, that new upstart, cranking them out. And uh, are, they, are they the one that are, that's going to do the newsprints eventually? That's the same company? They were gonna. Uh, they were gonna do newsprints for like dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents. Can't remember if that was them or not. Might have been. Might have been uh, Alterna. That might have been Alterna Comics. I don't know. I'm getting confused. Anyway, this is this is Vault Comics. He the number one. Uh, Natasha Alterici, uh, writing in the art and a cover by Tess Fowler. Uh, so we know where she went after getting canned from Rat Queens. Yeah, I'll probably skip it just because of Tess Fowler. <laughs> She's just doing a cover, and it's a pretty cover. <laughs> it is, an, yeah, it is nice. Uh, Adis is a Viking, a warrior, an outcast, and a self-proclaimed heathen. Adis is friend to the Talking Horse Saga, rescuer of the immortal Valkyrie Brynhold, and battler of demons and fantastic monsters. Adis is a woman. Born into a time of warfare, suffering, and subjugation of women. She's on a mission to end the impressive reign of the God King Odin. Um, sounds a little Red Sonia-ish. Uh, worth checking out to me. I like I'm gonna support this new comic company and, and buy all their number ones. So this is yeah, another one that I'll be checking out. There you go. What about American Mythology Productions? They have a book called Bedtime Stories for Impressionable Children, number one. Which is uh, Jim Shooter, J.C. Vaughn, and James Nelm. The Jim Shooter from Marvel? Yes. Jim Shooter at American Mythology? You bet. The legendary comic writer joins creator-writer J.C. Vaughn from Zombie Proof and Vampire PA. Newcomer writer-artist James Nelms and cover artist Mark Wheatley from Beth Taker and Frankenstein Mobster for a new take on the classic horror anthology Bedtime Stories for Impressionable Children. American Mythology's Year of Horror begins right here. Four bucks. What do you think? Uh, a couple neat little covers. We got a blank, we got a home sweet home, and then we have a You Axed for It, where <laughs> we have a small child being attacked by an axe. Right. So Very nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. From Black Mass, we have Quantum Teams. Teens are go number one. Uh, there was a backup uh, story in one of the Black Mass that I just read. Maybe Black Eyed Kids. I can't remember. Um, that aftershock. No. So what was what was it in? What Black Mass? Did I just, oh, um, No Angel. No Angel had had a backup story for this in it. And um, this is written by Magdalene Visaggio and Eric Donovan with a cover by Eric Don Donovan. Mad Science is the punkest S there is. Teenage sweethearts Nat and Sumesh spend their nights breaking into abandoned super labs to steal the parts they need to build a time machine. And they've just found the most important part. But mysterious entities keep trying to stop them turning it on. All they've got to do is hang on long enough to figure out why. So, eh, I, the the preview pages were okay. Uh, it didn't blow me away from an art standpoint, and it was not enough really for the story to dig into me. So I'm probably still going to sample this, um, but it wasn't a great hook in in the preview pages that I read. And this is the same uh, writer that did Kim and Kim. Which also didn't click with me. So, uh, be a short leash for this one. 
Drew, if you uh, scroll back up, there's an opportunity for you to talk about crossed plus 100 because we have both a hardcover and a trade coming out this week. I didn't think you'd skip that opportunity. Well, it's not new. No. Old but stuff. You haven't been able to talk about them in a while, have you? No, it really has been awful. There is no crossed. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You guys are probably... Yeah. You either... <laughs> You either already read them, or you're not going to ever read them, or uh, you're already planning on getting this. So I'm, I'm not. I have nothing to say. I'm a dead. I'm dead inside. Like you the cross. Rough Riders. <laughs> Did you talk about Rough Riders, sir? No. Rough Riders on the Storm number one. Uh, of course, Adam Glass, Pat Olief on art. Uh, great jumping on point. Three years have passed since the Rough Riders' last adventure, but when an assassin's bullet takes President William McKinley's life, Vice President Theodore Roosevelt is thrust into the role of Commander-in-Chief. As a country mourns the loss of their leader, Roosevelt believes that the assassin is part of a bigger conspiracy, one whose tentacles reach back to Europe and whose intentions are to destroy humanity through worldwide anarchy. Uh, the first Rough Riders really good paced much better and moved super quick uh, where I didn't think it would so there's no reason not to, uh, uh, to 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 seek this out it sounds like it it plays really nicely into uh, American history timelines uh, so very curious about that uh, Savage number four and we uh, see that the 10 copy incentive variant of course these are the things that have been blowing up like crazy if you see any of the variants for Savage uh, get them because they're just super rare nowadays. Huh. Oh, man, that, it's, a, it's a sad book. What is? Savage. Sad. Savage. It's sad. It's sad so far. There you go. Um, there's Crypt of Screams, number one, from American Mythology, written and art and cover by Mike Wolfer, cult horror comics creator Mike Wolfer unleashes an all-new anthology of terror tales designed to make you scream printed in glorious black and white 399 anything else true uh, let's see let's see we've got uh, letter 44 number 30 um, that's cool. I didn't think it um make it that far. And uh best thing Charles Soul's doing for sure. Uh still going strong. I'm kind of amazed. <laughs> Motro I'm not reading. You still reading Hookjaw? Yes. First two issues were great. Yep, number three comes out this week. Three of five. There are three really cool covers. On that, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Slam, first three issues of Slam oh, were awesome. Yeah. They were great. Uh, so this continues to be this the best roller derby comic I think I've ever read. <laughs> Going out of limb there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skeptics number four is a black mass book that has really gotten kind of weird. It's about like teenage psychics. Well, one from one set from America, one set from Russia, and um, their adventures together. It's uh, 
not great. Not great. So um, I think it's might be my last one. Uh, World War X was the Jerry Frizen, Peter oh, Schnezberg, yeah. and John McRae book. Uh, I read the first one. I think I've seen the second one yet. So, um, but just a uh, heads up, heads up for World War X. And uh, that might be all for me. All right, Drew. We've gone through the comics originally releasing on February 22nd. There are enough really good books here to keep you reading for weeks on end, Drew, but I'm only going to ask you what the one comic that you're going to go to your LCS, you're going to pick up, you're going to put in that short box, and you're going to hold dear to you for making some money down the road, Drew. Uh What is that book? Uh, Old Guard, number one. You son of a... That was mine. Yep, yep. I'm going to buy multiple copies of that one. I've got several coming in, and that one should be... An easy one. Right next now to my talk- several copies of Lazarus and several copies of Black Magic that uh, really haven't blown up. <laughs> but uh, there was a anyway. time when you could get some good for Black Magic. There was? Yeah. It's very short. You talked about Belfry number one as a one shot. I'm not sold on that. Um, not sold on Sun Bakery being a reissue. Well, I really threw you for a loop. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think you are, but that's okay. <laughs> I get to go first for a reason. <laughs> and I don't know that Justice League of America is necessarily anything. I think it's going to have a pretty big print run on that one. Um. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go down and we're going to pick up a copy of Bedtime Stories for Impressionable Children, number one. We're going to get the Home Sweet Home cover, um, because we think it might be something kind of neat, because we haven't served much from American mythology. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, a lot of really good stuff uh, being thrown around on here. A lot of great things to read. Uh, 2017 has begun churning some really good comics out. So that is an awesome thing. Oh, also, uh, Pick Up Revival, the last issue. I don't care if you're reading it or not. Uh, support that last e- issue and sell that book through for them because they are a great creative team. So, All right, Drew. So we thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tuning in to Kyle and Drew. want to, of course, invite you to continue to send us your feedback through our social media tracks or through our website and our Gmail account. If there's a book in here that we uh, missed or Drew and I talked over each other like we've been doing for most of the evening, <laughs> um, make sure you point that out. If there's something uh, that we're, uh, if you want to just drop a line and say, look, pump your brakes on Old Guard. It ain't nothing special. <laughs> Feel free to drop that in or anything that's happening within the world of comics. We, of course, want to thank you once again. Thank you for joining Kyle and Drew. For Drew and myself, see ya. Yawn count three. Ha, 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 ha.